Hi, this is Dan Cassetta. Welcome to Flashback Friday on Changing Lives, Selling Knives. This podcast was created to share inspiring stories from people who are positively impacting the world using lessons and skills they first learned from selling Cutco knives with Vector Marketing Corporation. Episodes feature some of Cutco's most prominent alumni and top achieving current leaders. Flashback Friday is your chance to hear a short piece of one of my favorite past episodes. We'll hand select the best nuggets to share with you in this short form. The lessons of the Cutco Vector experience are numerous, are compelling, and are real world concepts for business and life. Thanks for pressing play. Let's get on with today's flashback. Today we are flashing back to episode number 193 with Tina Marie Miner who became one of the top producing district managers in the history of the Cutco Vector Marketing Sales Organization. Throughout her life and career, Tina Marie has overcome numerous personal and professional challenges, and she approaches life with a truly healthy perspective. In these short snippets, Tina Marie starts by describing some personal challenges from her early life before Cutco. Then we get into discussing the defining experiences she has had throughout her Cutco career. She describes her own spirit of optimism in life, and she also shares some inspiration for the women leaders both in and out of Vector. Overall, Tina Marie's combination of attitude, work ethic, and skill development has made her into a tremendous role model and major winner in business and in life. We're proud to announce that she has just been promoted to division coordinator of the Mid-Michigan Division, headquartered in East Lansing. This short episode will give you a look into her mindset and perspective. Here at Cutco Vector Marketing, our leaders fully embrace the philosophies that Tina Marie shares. Please help spread the philosophies and strategies of Cutco Vector by sharing this and other episodes of this podcast with people in your network. The podcast is available for free on just about all podcast players. All episodes, guest bios, and show notes can be found at changinglivespodcast.com. After listening to today's flashback, if you want to hear more of Tina Marie's story and insights, you can revisit our full conversation at episode number 193. I want to make sure that people have a chance to kind of get to know a little bit about your backstory from before you started with Cutco because I know there's some interesting details in here. And so why don't you take us back and tell us a little bit about that? Okay. Yeah. So I'm originally from Frankmuth, which is a small German town in Michigan. My dad, he worked for General Motors. My mom worked for a local company in the hometown at that time. And my dad would work nights. My mom would work days. And, you know, they just taught me that their goal was eventually have some great house on the lake, have a second home, stuff like that. So they did whatever they could for us kids and, you know, working in a way that they could help support us, but also help build their future. And uh, when it came to school, school wasn't really... (laughs) I I struggled with school. I had actually a speech impediment. I went to speech therapy from age three to like high school. So it wasn't really, it was difficult for me in school initially. So my parents kept me active in sports and my mom got me involved with dance because, you know, you could be playing those and doing them without having to worry about speaking. And I also went to a performing arts high school in SAG. And also part of the time I'd be 
our local high school part-time in Saginaw for our performing arts high school and then dancing there. And I was also on a co-ed soccer team. And at that time, soccer wasn't that huge in the U.S. yet. And there was definitely not many female teams. So I got to play on a co-ed team. And due to that, I had actually the opportunity to possibly be playing in college. However, my junior year in high school, I was in a serious car accident where I broke my neck and cracked my skull. So initially, I didn't even know if I would be able to walk again. And if I did, they told my parents they didn't know if I'd have severe brain injuries. I remember having a halo brace screwed in my skull for like six plus months. You go through therapy and everything. I remember getting done and asking my doctor, you know, so am I going to be able to play soccer? And, you know, was, he's like, no. <laughs> and, you know, versus being upset about it and thinking about what I could have done in school with going there with playing soccer, um, I was like, well, what about dance? And he's like, yeah, thumbs up. And uh, I was like, I just focus on what I could do, not what I couldn't do. When that had happened, some people may have looked at it as a bad, tough thing, a setback in life, but it really taught me how to persevere. I remember being times I'd want to give up or something like that. And my mom and dad would just like, suck it up, push through it. You can do this no matter how much pain, what it was going through. It just taught me how like when you're about ready to have a breakdown, you have a breakthrough. And hmm. obviously I can walk, I can move, I can see, and I'm able to do a lot of great things. So never taking that for granted. What are some of the challenges that you feel like you've had to overcome during your Cutco career? Originally, I think it was seeing people that have so much potential and then not give it their all or, you know, finish it. And, and now it's like, I, I look at it, you know, I learned the words of positive dissatisfaction and versus frustration, fascination. And the key is, is that, you know, we're a stepping stone employer for people. So I'm just going to be a positive impact on them. If they need something in the future, I'm here for them, but know that I'm going to give them my best training and my best that I can at the time. And as a result, they'll remember that I had their back and that I believed in that they could do more. But, you know, I respected that, you know, they're moving on. That was one of the things I had a hard time too with at the beginning is people leaving or not wanting to take it as a career like I did. But now I look at, you know, people from, like I said, even that first, my first four years, and I have people from other years too I could talk about, but those guys and seeing them and seeing where they're flourishing with what they do now, it makes me so proud and happy. And we all are still close. So it's awesome. If I had to say there was another challenge, probably more recent is understanding how to handle grief while running a business. But, you know, I think those experiences helped me work through that. I had lost my father, which, you know, I had lost family members beforehand, didn't even know the dynamic that would play in me mentally wise and wanting to support my family, but yet also my business. So that's where, you know, I had people like Jeff Bry that was very supportive and helping me go through it. People like John Kane. Those were some of the challenges I had because when you deal with that, you sometimes you try not to be vulnerable, but you really need to learn to be vulnerable and let people in and to be able to get through it and uh still not lose yourself in who you are and that. So I would say that would probably be the, the one that comes most recent. Yeah. Jeff Bry has described Tina Marie, this spirit of optimism that you have. And I'm wondering where you feel that came from. And, and also I would ask you, how have you maintained that during, you know, really tough times like you just described? Well, one, knowing that 
no matter what, I'll get through it. I'll push through it. Something comes from back growing up with my family. Two is that even those years as a newer DM, learning those skills of a budget, how to take the emotions out. When emotions are high, tend to be logic slow. So like make things like look at what is in front of me and where I need to work on myself. I love to grow. I love to learn. If you're learning, you're growing. You never lose. You either learn or you grow. That's the way I say it. You just find a way. I don't know anyone who's successful that has had everything perfect in their life. And that's some of their things that haven't went their way are the things that helps them be better in the future. And I just know that I feel that I want to help the world be kinder. I want to help the world make a difference and impact people. And by me controlling my work ethic, my attitude and creating a life that I love, ultimately, every morning I wake up and I have these affirmations and these mantra written up on my mirror in my room. And it's about I'm thankful and grateful for you know, all these, my people, everything they're going through. And then if I know they're having struggles from the day beforehand and I'm putting it into that atmosphere that thank you for helping them with this and whatnot. So I just think what other option is there? Mm-hmm. It's clear there is another option because not everybody is optimistic. There are a lot of people I know who are cynical and negative all the time. And I think that it's important to reframe challenges the way that you just described. You also talked about the feeling that no matter what, I'll I'll get through. I think it's helpful for people to have that mentality that, you know, hey, life's going to throw this and that at us and it's going to happen and we'll get through those things until the one that we don't get through. And then, you know, that's uh, the people behind us and people left behind are the ones that have to deal with that. But uh, when you also shared that when emotions are high, logic is low. And I do think it's helpful to be able to take a step back from challenge rather than react emotionally to be able to take a step back where you're almost like you're looking down at your life and can see it happening and can think a little more clearly about what should I do? in this moment? How should I handle this? And then you also talked about the importance of constantly learning, Tina Marie, which is certainly a part of being able to handle anything in life better, is if you if you feel like you're growing and improving as a person, you tend to feel more optimistic about your future. And this certainly helps people to overcome difficulties as they come along. Oh, yeah. 100%. I want to ask you, Tina Marie, about how you view your role as one of the most prominent women leaders in Vector and what message you might want to send to all the young women managers and reps who are listening. You just lead. You do what you need to do. If it, if it, was, your, if it was your family, if it was a close friend, if it was your significant other, you have to be the person that sometimes is the person that steps up to the plate for I've been very fortunate. I always told my managers what I wanted and they helped by me communicating with them. They helped me get more of what I wanted, helped me show me how to do it. You can be as you can thrive in the business at any level you want. My recommendation is, is, you know, it's easy to have written down what you want to see your life be and, and how you want to live the life you love, but it's easy when there's a sales report or something like that, that you might forget that. So make sure you stay grounded with that and what you want to create, because as long as you do that and keep true to yourself, when your why is strong enough, your how is going to present itself. We hear that all the time with people when they speak. 
And as for women, we can do whatever we want in this business, X, Y, or Z. Just keeping that door open. Don't close the door. We have some managers in our region right now just blowing things up, doing amazing things. And then we have these managers, they're, maybe they're not even in the top 20, but they've already beaten what some of our other managers had done last year at this time. So it's like, don't lose sight of what you're creating is still good. Mm-hmm. So because you're not number one doesn't mean you aren't developing something pretty exciting and you got to focus on your growth and getting better. Don't get too wrapped up in the sales report because sometimes that can mentally hold you back. Focus on getting better. You know, every week if it's a recruiting number or if it's efficiency number, if it's a productivity number, I mean, there's always something for us to work on. I like what you said about just focusing on what you can do because everybody has different circumstances in life and everybody has different circumstances in the business. And the idea of looking at what's the, the amount of time somebody else has, for example, and saying, well, shoot, how am I going to compete with them? Like they're working 15 hours a day. I'm not going to do that because I have this in my life or that in my life or whatever it might be. That's counterproductive to success. Focusing on competition can be both good and bad. In Vector, I do think it's important because it at least enables us to try to focus on being the best that we can be. But in the end, you have to set your own goals and you have to strive to hit your own goals and you can't control what anybody else does. And if you set a specific goal for the year in the company and you go out and you make that happen, you should feel very, very, very proud regardless of what anyone else did. If somebody else doubled you, so what? They have a different life and different circumstances and that's okay. As uh, you look ahead down the road, what are you most excited about? I'm just excited for the future. I just am excited to see where we take this. I mean, it's so awesome to see all the growth we did. I'm so, so proud and impressed of our company. I'm just excited for the future and to serve. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's flashback episode of Changing Lives, Selling Knives, you can find the full episode and show notes at changinglivespodcast.com. You can also sign up there to receive free resources from me and some of our amazing guests. Please consider rating or reviewing us on your podcast player and hit the subscribe button so future episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. This is Dan Cassetta signing off. We'll be back in a few days for our next story about changing lives. 